The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Oh, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. If you use the promo code podcast one, you get a 50% five zero sign up bonus today. Again, betonline. Dot A-G. He is Steve Fezzik, the only, say it with me, it's pretty special, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling over at the Westgate Super Contest in Vegas. He's the man. I love it. At Fezzik Sports on Twitter, the one and only Steve Fezzik. Ladies and gentlemen, I am... A former NFL offensive lineman, I think most of you know that by now, who played for five teams in seven years. Now I've got a bunch of podcasts, the Fantasy Feast for Fantasy Football, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, which is daily, College Draft Podcast, even other ones you can discover on the podcast page over at RossTucker.com, like College Football Bros and Hazard Ground and uh, Fantasy uh Ball Blast podcast, those ladies, the Majuk girls are amazing. Speaking, though, of amazing, another good week, Steve, at least for me. I'm up four units for the week. Could have been better. Up 16 units for the season. I got to tell you, I can't take all of the credit. I got to give a little bit of love to BetQL. Really liking the information I get from the BetQL app. They've got all kinds of sharp information for all this stuff. I'm able to stay up to date with the line movements and track where the lines have gone since they were released Sunday night till today when we do the Even Money podcast, really even through the weekend. They've got an algorithm, Steve, that provides rated best bets each week based off a detailed analysis of recent and historical team trends. Plus, if you live in New Jersey or Pennsylvania like I do, they have exclusive offers from sports books, like special offers just for using them. And you can use BetQL's data to make the right bets. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. 
L. All right, Steve, let's start with last week. For the week, I was up four units. You were down three units. That puts us at I am up 16 units year to date. You are up eight units year to date. And most importantly, both of our best bets came through, Steve. So we are now nine and three on our best bets. Nine out of 12, we have gotten correct. We can start with the Seahawks and the Rams. You put one unit on the Seahawks laying the point and a half, and the Rams ended up only losing by one point. It is really pretty impressive how how good they get the lines a lot of times, you know, Steve? Absolutely, and that shows the importance of just getting the best of it because that really was a line where if you shot that, you probably pushed on uh, the Seahawks there. Um, But uh, at minus one and a half, it gets graded as a loss. Then we had Pittsburgh-Baltimore. This was a two-unit best bet for both of us. We both liked the Steelers getting the three and a half points. And even though Mason Rudolph got knocked out during the game, we were still able to come through as the Ravens won 29-26 in overtime. Glad we were getting three and a half and not three. That was significant. And uh, really, I feel like this was the better spot to be in if Rudolph doesn't get hurt and the bad roughing the passer penalty, et cetera. Uh, we end up getting the win there. Uh, but I was a little bit nervous about it going to overtime because I thought, uh-oh, they could, they could theoretically score a touchdown in overtime. I was nervous. I didn't want overtime. I just wanted either Steelers to win or whatever. Yeah, and there were lots of situations where Baltimore was down three in that game where they easily could have gotten a touchdown and we would have lost by half a point. Um, but then again, getting the hook on the three was what ultimately got us the win. And that was a game, another one, where shopping was key. That game closed at three in many places. Then you get to across the pond, Raiders, Bears. I am always nervous about across the pond games and didn't know what to expect from the Raiders. You took the Bears laying the five points. Two units on that, Steve. The Raiders won outright. How about your Raiders, Steve? Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders excitement is tremendous in this town. It's as if they had already moved, Ross. There are um, billboards. There are um, bumper stickers. There is Raider Nation everywhere in this town. Really? Oh, absolutely. There's um, even in our local paper, the RJ. They um, they have beat writers talking about this team. Just they ha- have already moved in our eyes. Got it. Um, let's get to Arizona and Cincinnati. Um, I put one unit on Arizona getting three points. You put two units on the Bengals in the first half, laying two and a half. That exotic did not come through for you. The Arizona Cardinals did come through for me. Only one unit, 26-23 Arizona. What was your logic there again? Arizona had been horrific in the first half. They'd been outscored by 46 points in the first half and had actually outscored their opponents in the second half. And I thought with an early start time to boot that uh, the Bengals would be able to handle business early and the Bengals were just terrible. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. The Cardinals usually do slow, start slow and have to rally in the second half, and it was a 
10 o'clock body clock game for them. So I, I can see that. Jags, Carolina. This was a bummer for me. I had the Jags getting three and a half points. It's a one point game, Steve. And the backup running back with like two minutes left goes 54 yards. As the Panthers are just trying to run the clock out, 54 yards for uh, a touchdown. That one hurt. Uh, that one hurt. That was a one-unit loss for me. We both leaned to the Giants in that Vikings-Giants game. Good thing we didn't put any units on it. Our other best bet was the Patriots and the Redskins. Under. Under 43. Two units uh, each on the under. It was looking great at halftime, and then I started to get nervous in the second half, Steve. Yeah, but ultimately the Redskins offense did everything they could to help us out, and uh, we wind up cashing because they're inept offense. Moving on, uh, we both leaned to Philadelphia, laying the points against the Jets. We should have gone ahead and bet Philadelphia. They won 31-6. to Then we've got the Bucks and the Saints. This was my other loss. The Bucks were getting three and a half. I put a unit on them. And Teddy Bridgewater played his best game in years, Steve. Years. Uh, which is frustrating, uh, but good for him. And my point is, even the two I lost, even in hindsight, I still feel good about it. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter. But I still feel like I, I feel good about those bets. Uh, nothing on Atlanta, Houston. Nothing on Buffalo, Tennessee. Denver and the Chargers. I had a unit on Denver getting six and a half points. They win the game outright by a touchdown, 20-13. to 13. So that's a unit up for the Broncos. Green Bay, Dallas, uh, you put two units on the Cowboys, laying three and a half. They lose by 10, Steve. It was not your week. 31-3. to three. Dallas trailed just the wrong side by me. Um. Indy KC, I leaned Indy, should have gone ahead and taken those 10.5 points. They won it outright, and we both leaned San Francisco in the battle against Cleveland uh, with the the San Francisco 49ers laying 3.5. That would have been a good one to take. So again, for the week, I am up uh, four units. You were down three units. That puts us uh, me up 16, you up eight, and we are... Nine and three, nine out of 12 on our best bets. Let's rock and roll in week six. All right, uh, Ross and Steve, as you know, as we talk about every week, the lines that we're about to talk about, always available at betonline.ag using that promo code PODCAST1. Ross, will start off Thursday night. It's the New England Patriots at home against the New York Giants. Patriots laying 16 and a half points, and our total is 41 and a half. Yep, and remember, you get the... Uh, 50% welcome bonus if you go ahead and use that code podcast1 and at betonline.ag and when I win the podcast1 sportsnet challenge you are going to be able to go ahead and you're going to be able to get $100 put in your account five of you at least will get $100 put in your account boy the giants come into this one really really beat up I know Belichick has an affinity for the Giants and wouldn't want to run the score up, but I don't know. Short week, no Saquon, no receivers. I don't think Evan Ingram plays. 
I don't know, Steve. Talk to me about this one. I'm very tempted to put a unit on the on the Patriots laying the points. Is that dumb? Let me ask you. You said that Belichick would not want to run it up on the Giants. Why is that? Well, I just think he has an affinity for the organization. I think it's the only organization other than the Patriots that he really has respect and an affinity for. Fair enough. Even given that, I'm going to put a unit on New England minus the 17. You nailed it. Um, just too many injuries. You know, tight end Ingram's been great for the Giants. So with both the running backs, questionable Barkley and Gallman backing up, obviously Gallman not, doesn't matter very much, but if they have to go to the third stringer, you know, that's a problem. And Shepard hurt as well. Um, and I know that New England's going to get their points. And it's a similar handicap, I guess, to the Washington game where New England just is not going to give up more than one touchdown to the Giants. So if the Giants only get one touchdown, I don't see how they're going to be able to cover this number. I'm going to go ahead and put a unit on New England minus 17. All right, so is it 17 or 16 and a half? What did you say, Brian? Yeah, I found 16 and a half. But it's actually split, so you can lay 16 and a half. There's still 16 and a halves out there, yes. Yeah, because what I'm showing right now, uh, betonline.ag is 16 and a half. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll put a unit on the Patriots laying 16 and a half as well. That's the best bet. The best bet. On to Sunday, Steve. Carolina laying two points against the Tampa Bay Bucks. This game across the pond. Total 48. Oh, goodness. It's a 6.30 a.m. start, and that always is um, a question mark for me. Do I get up and watch it or not? And i got to be honest. After having watched a few of them, I kind of have stopped watching them. Um, just because it's just I don't last through the Sunday night game. The situation strongly favors Carolina. I'm going to go ahead and put a unit. I'll put two units, actually, on Carolina. It's an early season division revenge game. Uh, Remember week two, Cam Newton couldn't play a lick, and somehow Carolina lost at home against Tampa Bay, um, and it really was just about Cam Newton poor play. That's the game McCaffrey got stopped on the goal line. Um, The stats for Carolina are surprisingly good with Kyle Allen, so with the revenge angle, I'm going to go ahead and play Carolina two units. Wow. All right. Um, I'm not going to do that. I really I really like staying away from London. I just don't feel like I have a great feel for what happens over there. I would actually lean the other way. I would probably lean Tampa if I had to go one way in this game. Cincinnati, Ross, at Baltimore. Baltimore laying 11.5 points. Our total is 48 it's a lot of points, and I think uh, too many, really. Uh, I'm not going to take the Bengals. They're pretty bad. Uh, you know what, though? The Bengals have actually been okay on the road. I don't think the Ravens are that good. I take that back. I'm putting a unit on the Bengals, getting the 11.5 points. I just don't think the Ravens' defense is very good. I think Lamar Jackson's regressing. So I got a unit on the Bengals, Steve Fezzik's hometown Getting the 11 and a half. I'll lean to my Bengals here. Uh, part of the reason I'm not going to bet them is I just watched the Bengals' horrible performance against Arizona where they trailed by 14 late in the fourth quarter and somehow forced overtime. So a little bit of a misleading final score. I will say this, Baltimore, this is a rare letdown division schedule spot. Uh, Baltimore just had a showdown against Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and clearly this is the least important of those three games, so maybe we don't get Baltimore's best effort. I'll lean Bengals. Steve, Seattle at Cleveland. Seahawks laying one and a half points. Total is 47 and a half. 
going to pass the game. Seattle has the scheduling edge. They've got 10 days to prep after uh, Thursday football versus Cleveland, only six days. But there's been a big reaction to this line. Um, Cleveland was laying two on the look-ahead line just one week ago, and after one poor performance at the 49ers, suddenly Cleveland is catching two. So because of the four-point line move, okay, it's really a three-point line move because it's through a pick um, but still pretty darn big adjustment. I'm going to pass. This 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 one's an interesting one. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to pass the game. I'd probably lean Seattle laying the point, but I feel like the Browns are like Jekyll and Hyde, and after that performance Monday night, they might come out and play a lot better. So this is a pass for me. Looking at a high score in this next one, it's Houston at Kansas City. Kansas City laying five points, and our total is 55, Ross. Right. So this one's a pass for me. Chiefs are too beat up. Um, if anything, I, I would lean Houston here. I mean, Chiefs are really beat up. They have not played as well the last two times out. I just don't think Houston has the horses to follow the script that the Colts did in terms of going ahead and running the ball. I just don't think the Texans can do it. It's a pass for me. Yeah, I'm going to pass as well. You nailed it. Lots of injuries. And we saw Kansas City when Mahomes had those ankle re-aggravations during the game against Indy. He was just not nearly the same quarterback, obviously missing both his wide receivers, Tyreek Hill and Watkins, missing his left tackle, Eric Fisher, and Kansas City injuries on the defensive line as well. And so add it all up. And you could certainly make a case for Houston, but Kansas City is a premium team that just lost at home. Do we really expect that they're going to lose again? I don't think so. I'll pass. Steve, the New Orleans Saints at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, one-point favorites in this one, 44.5 the total. All right, so Teddy Bridgewater beat me. He played really well last week against Tampa. But if you look at his performance year-to-date, that is clearly the aberration. His other three games were very much workmanlike, pedestrian, and I just do not believe in Bridgewater, and I'm not going to be turned around by one really solid, stellar game. I do believe in Minshew Mania, um, and I think the spot favors Jacksonville off of a close loss. New Orleans on a winning streak, big wins against um, um, in, the, in their last three games. I think um, they come back to earth, not needing this game anymore, and I will bet Jacksonville for two units. Wow. I think we're going to go head-to-head on this one. I think the Saints are a very good football team right now. This does feel kind of like a trap, but I think the Saints are mature enough to win it. I'm going two units on the Saints. I think they win the game outright. I'll take the point. doesn't really have that much to do with it, but I'll take the point on the, uh, the New Orleans Saints. Ross, uh, the next game here is Philadelphia at Minnesota with Minnesota laying three and the total 43.5. Right. I like the uh I like the I like the Eagles getting the points here. I think this is a true toss up game. I've been going on different radio stations and saying I think the Vikings win by a point. But I think this game can go either way, so I'll take the Eagles getting the three points. I feel like if they lose it's probably by about a field goal. The concern is the Eagles secondary going against Thielen and Diggs now that they've all made up with Kirk Cousins again. 
Uh, but I'll put two units on the Eagles getting the three points. I'm going to pass. I'm going to lean Vikings. Um, you nailed it. I'm worried about that Philly secondary. Cornerback uh, Maddox is concussed. He's questionable. Of course, Ronald Darby is out. So that um, secondary, which is not good, is uh, crippled as well. And I think losing Darren Sproles, who's um, out, is a, a big deal as well with this Sean Jackson. Doubtful. Just too many pieces still missing for Philly only in Minnesota. And what is, we all know, is the game of the day. It's Washington at Miami, Steve. Washington laying three and a half points with a total of 41. Yes. Now, normally when a coach gets fired, that is a positive for the team. doesn't matter if they love the coach or they hate the coach. Teams usually bring a good effort. I'm not so sure Miami's going to bring a good effort. This is a critical game for Miami. That It's a must-lose situation because if they win this game, all of a sudden, I don't know if they're going to be able to get the number one pick because I'm not sure Washington is going to be able to win more than one or two games the rest of the year if they lose to Miami. So um, I think better motivation for Washington. Both are obviously horrible teams. I'll lean Washington. I would lean Miami. I, I, I'm not going to take Miami with the three and a half points. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game. Uh, not sure what to expect with them coming off a bye. Don't know how the Redskins react to Callahan in there my guess is the Redskins find a way to play better and get the win but I would lean Miami getting the three and a half points Ross on to the four o'clock game San Francisco at the LA Rams Los Angeles three and a half point favorites total 50 and a half so this is an interesting line to me because the Rams aren't playing that great and the Niners look great Monday and I'm wondering Steve how much of this do you think has to do with the fact that the Rams played on Thursday night and the Niners played Monday night, so the Rams have three more days of rest? Yeah, certainly part of it. And what's interesting with the NFL scheduling makers is they put the Thursday night teams up against the Monday night teams this week. So um, you got to wonder, couldn't they not have done a better job with the scheduling? But obviously, uh, advantage Rams. I, I don't care. I'm taking the Niners. Um, there are some concerning things from the Rams. I feel like the Niners are playing really good football. I don't like the Kyle Juszczyk is out four to six weeks. I feel like that hurts the Niners. But, look, to me, this is a toss-up game. I think either team could win. If you're going to give me three and a half points, I'll take it. Two units on the Niners. I'm going to pass. I'm going to go ahead and do a prop bet here. I'm going to play Todd Gurley, a guy I usually like to play under in most circumstances. I'm going to play him over. should be about 55 rush yards. Gurley's got 10 days to get ready. So with that knee condition, if ever there's a game where he's going to get more carries, it's this one with more time to heal up and also a critical game for the Rams as well. So I think his usage may go up. Gurley over 55 rush yards. The next game is Atlanta at Arizona. The Falcons, two-and-a-half-point favorites in the desert, uh, 51 the total. Going to lean to Arizona, Atlanta, my goodness, what was that? Terrible performance. They're missing their safety meal. They give up five touchdown passes. Atlanta does. They only force five incompletions. And on Arizona, that offense got going with Kyler Murray finally running the ball. Murray, 10 carries, 93 yards. His first four games, he only had 113 yards. So for that Arizona offense to click, I'd like to see Murray running the ball more, which he did last week against the Bengals. I'll lean Arizona. I'm kind of with you on this one. Um, you know, my gut's tell me to take Arizona, but uh, 
the Falcons have to win this game. I mean, they have to win this game. I think they probably do by a field goal or more. So I'll pass the game, probably lean Arizona. I'm with you on that, Steve. Ross, the Dallas Cowboys laying seven at the New York Jets with a total of 43. What was this line before we knew Darnold was playing, Steve? How many points is he worth? Uh, Darnold is worth, a healthy Darnold is worth seven points. However, I don't feel Darnold's going to be 100%, so I would make it a five-point upgrade to have Darnold in there at possibly much less than 100%. Got it. Uh, You know, I think you'll give him a boost. I still think the Cowboys win the game, and probably by double digits. I'm passing this game. So I think I kind of want to see how Darnold looks now the Jets look with him before I'm placing bets on them. Agreed. Big question is just how close to 100% Darnold really is. And because of that, I'm not going to wager on this game. Then let's move on, gentlemen. Uh, Tennessee at Denver. Steve, the Broncos, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, low total here, 39 points. Yeah, this is right where I made the number, so I'm, I'm going to pass. I will say this. Denver has found a way to lose their first two home games in spectacularly heartbreaking fashion. So because of that, you might expect that Denver is going to bring even more effort to get their first home win for the season, but I'm going to pass. Unfortunately, I feel the same way. I feel like these lines are getting sharper every week. Uh, Tennessee has kind of been an up-and-down bunch. I think Denver, I love the Denver bet last week. I think Denver is better than people realize. I'm going to stay away from this one. Uh, I, I don't even have a strong lean here. I guess I would take Tennessee because my default is to take the points, but uh, I'm going to pass the game. Sunday night football, Ross. Pittsburgh at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers favored by seven with a total of 41. How many points, Steve, is Devlin Hodges worth? (laughs) I was going to ask you that question, Ross. I'm guessing two points versus Rudolph. It is just a guess. Obviously, Hodges, an unproven commodity out of not Stanford, but Samford, um, played in three preseason games with some limited success, played very well last week. Would you agree a two-point downgrade? Yeah, I guess. I, 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 I mean, i got to be honest with you. I don't know if this has ever happened before, Steve, that a guy came into an NFL game at quarterback that I'd never heard of. Never heard of the guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I didn't even know who the Steelers' backup was. I, I wrote my story for The Athletic, about seeing Mason Rudolph go down like that and how, I don't know why, but it's getting harder for me as I get older, not easier. You know, everything else in life, divorces or people passing away, you're like, okay, you know, you deal with it because you've been, you're older and you're wiser. For some reason, when I see a guy get knocked out like that on his feet and just, wow, that was tough. Then Devlin Hodges comes in, no idea who that guy is. He actually looked okay. But I, I just don't know enough about him to put any points on him. The Chargers looked terrible against the Broncos. Anthony Lynn was not happy. I think the Chargers play better. I don't know what to expect from Pittsburgh. I'd probably lean Steelers, but I'm not ready to be putting uh, your hard-earned money and mine on Devlin Hodges. You know, and speaking of Devlin Hodges, the Steelers may have made two of the worst trades, as it turns out, um, we'll see how, the, how it pans out. But they went ahead and traded Dobbs, who was quite a good third-string quarterback. I think they traded him to Jacksonville, right? Yes. Not, not important. Um, but 
they really could use Dobbs, obviously, right now. And further, the fact that they trade away their number one draft pick next year, and if things go south here this year, gosh, that could be like the number four pick in the draft. I know. I know, right? It's crazy. All right, so we on to Monday Night Football now? Yeah, did you make a – what did you say on Chargers-Steelers? I forget, Steve. I, I'm passing the game. I just don't know how um, their backup to the backup quarterback is going to play. Too much uncertainty. All right, then on to Monday night. We go Detroit at Green Bay. Packers four-point favorites, and the total is 47. And I'm going to like Green Bay. I'm going to play two units on Green Bay here. Hey, I get it. It's a really good spot for Detroit. They, they're off of a bye, and they're rested. But the bottom line is it's the fourth home game for Green Bay the last five. So Green Bay gets an extra day also because it's a Monday night game. So it's not like it's a tired Green Bay team that's playing here. I've got Green Bay having a four-point home field advantage. So think about this. Green Bay's laying four. I have this game, I have these two teams nowhere close to being equal. Green Bay, the far superior team, and they're at home. How can they only be laying four? Now, I get it. The line move has been completely against me in this game. Um, but at this point, Green Bay is just so attractive and so cheap. Now, I'm sure some pundits are going to say, hey, Green Bay's 0-4 against Detroit the last two years, and they've gotten soundly beaten those games as well. But I'm going to come over the top and say even more reason I expect for Green Bay to circle this game against Detroit, two units Green Bay. Wow. All right. Um, I, I can't do that. I'm, I'm not laying for Detroit's been too good. I mean – should have, should have, could have, would have, should have beat the Chiefs. They did beat the Eagles. They're coming off a bye. I, I can't go there. I'm passing in the game. I guess I would lean Detroit, but it's a very slight lean. I'm kind of bummed out, Steve. Not that many bets this week, but, you know, we got to go by where we see value. We're trying to win money for our listeners. Wisdom of crowds, we're not going to agree on a lot of things, so even better to um... – when um, our minds come together and just a few select plays. Excellent work, Steve. I love it. I love winning. I love winning money for you guys. By the way, if you like winning money, you should absolutely check out Daily Fantasy at Yahoo. It is better than ever. Yahoo Daily Fantasy just released a new $500,000 contest. It's called the 500K Baller that has a first place prize of 50 grand. Check it out today. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has new contests every week with guaranteed cash prizes. Even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you can still walk away from a game with a little cashola. Get started now at yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. That's yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. When you make your first deposit, use promo code POD25 for $25 in free play. That's POD25 promo code for $25 in free play. Speaking of free play, I'll give you some free advice. If you're into fantasy, make sure you listen to Joe Dolan on the Fantasy Feast. He knows things. I'm telling you, he knows things. That'll do it, by the way, for the Even Money Podcast. You know how to win the Madden this week on the RTFP just rate and review all these shows. Send it to me, ross at rosstucker.com. Love those of you that download us multiple times on multiple devices when you're bored watching baseball on TV or whatever. 
Uh, you know to rate and review the show this week. And, of course, you can always just be in the sponsor con- or the uh, spread the word contest just by retweeting Bri at RTF Podcast or me at Ross Tucker NFL. Anyway, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.